The surprise isn't that I'm here, by the way. <laughs> Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just want to thank you for that wonderful video which brings the message home of how much you love us and want to fix us up. You're a loving God who reaches out to us, comes down in the person of Jesus to our earth. We thank and praise you. And may the story of Christmas fill us with new joy in our believing and our searching for your glorious name. Amen. Well, in that wonderful video clip, um, that teddy was repaired, mended. It wasn't quite right when it was bought in the shop. And uh, who's ever broken a toy that meant a lot to them? Might have been an action man or something. A few hands going up. You know, you drop something. I have got in this bag here the oldest item... I own that I bought with my pocket money. Some people go out with their first pocket money, which they saved 20 weeks. I saved my pocket money to buy this item. Is it a soccer ball? Is it maybe a great sort of sports mag or something like that? No. It's Daisy the cow. It's Daisy the cow to pour milk for my breakfast. I was six years old and I wanted my own milk pourer. I dropped Daisy and she broke her left leg. My mum lovingly restored her, but on the way to Australia, this is over 50 years old, she lost a horn. So I've got a bit of repairing work to do, haven't I? Like in the video clip. We'll just put it there for now. With the broken uh, horn, you can see. You may have had to fix things and change things, repair things, restore things. I've got some pictures here to come of some restoration projects which might be of interest. Here's the first one. The house before... Pretty dilapidated. The house after. Isn't that beautiful? A chair needs a bit of loving attention, a bit of restoration, and it looks like this. An old car. It's seen better days. It needs a bit of looking at. My daughter Sarah fished around for me on the internet to get some of these pictures. She rather liked the transformation of this car to this. A bit different. A bit extra. An old Coke machine. Everyone's going to be pretty thirsty today and there's going to be a lot of Coca-Cola drunk, I reckon. It's really run down. It looks sparkling new, beautiful. And how about this? If you like the old hits, you'll have put your money in a jukebox. That's a pretty sorry state, isn't it? But look at it now. Beautiful. Playing those old hits of the 1950s and 60s, probably. Some remarkable results. All kinds of items that are restored lovingly. 
And when we think of Christmas, we probably don't think of a large-scale restoration project. But that's exactly what Christmas is all about. Restoration. Fixing things. You see, the human race and the nation of Israel in particular, God's special chosen people, had all forgotten God and neglected their friendship with him. He was their maker. And they neglected him to such an extent that their relationship was beyond repair. There was no way back. There was no way their relationship with God could be mended, fixed, repaired, restored. Or so it seemed. The prophets, they certainly were saying, look, you've had it, mate. You people, you've disobeyed God and you're going to pay for it. It's your fault. You've messed it up. You sort it out. That was the message of the prophets in the Old Testament. But there was a problem. They couldn't sort it out. They just couldn't do it. They were so broken and so far from God They couldn't fix it. And so what happens is that actually many of the same prophets not only say it's your fault, you've messed it up, you're in big trouble, but they also say, well, hold on a minute. There's also a message of hope. Of a day when God himself will reach out and do something very, very special, unexpected, He will come to earth and fix things himself. Isaiah writes this. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Isaiah wrote that 700 years before Jesus was born. But he was proved to be absolutely right. He was God's messenger. And God had told him to give this message. Hope and help are on the way. And sure enough, we're here today because 2,000 years ago, God kept that promise. And Jesus, the son of God, was born in Bethlehem. A child was born to us. A son was given to us. The son of God laid in the manger. It didn't look much at the time. Mary and Joseph couldn't even get a room, a little guest house or hotel. No rooms available, no vacancies. So they have to go to a shed at the back of an inn for Mary to give birth to Jesus. So was this really the son of God come to earth? It didn't look much and it was also hidden away. So quiet. But not for long. There are a few of these guys out in the fields. Shepherds. Now we think of shepherds and we think, you know, they do a wonderful job. They're really hardworking, which they are. And uh, do a great job. 
In these days that Jesus was born into, shepherds had a really bad reputation. They were the dodgy ones. You don't mess with shepherds, they might steal something. You know, watch out. As my family is teaching me, the word is sketchy. Yeah? You, you young people, you know this word. Sketchy is dodgy. Okay? It's taken me ages to work that one out. It's my word of the year, sketchy. They were sketchy, these shepherds. They were dodgy lot. And isn't it amazing that of all the people God chooses to send an angel to, to say that Jesus, the Son of God, has been born in their local town, Bethlehem, he chooses them, the sketchy shepherds. An angel appears to them. And they're pretty staggered. They're, they're shaking. The glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. And so the angel tells them, do not be afraid. Do you remember Mary was afraid? That was one of the quiz questions. And it's because he's out of the ordinary. Who of us have ever seen an angel? What do they want? What have I done wrong? That'd be the first thing we think. They kind of take me away, you know. Oh, I'm really for it. No, no, don't be afraid, says the angel. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, and they'll be saying to themselves, that's our town. We're from Bethlehem. A saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The saviour, the restorer had come. And let's just take in that for a moment. Take that in. You know, these are the very first people, as I say, to be told. These sketchy shepherds. Not the rich or powerful. Not King Herod. Not the Roman emperor. Not the religious leaders of Israel. But those dodgy shepherds. And they must have been stunned. But there was more to come. They were to get a free concert. It wasn't just free to air. It was free and in the air. Luke writes, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Absolutely fantastic. A message that filled the skies. Beautiful, beautiful message of God. And that night, God's favor rested on the lowly group of shepherds. And once the angels are returned back to heaven, the shepherds look at one another and they say, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. You can just imagine their excitement. We're talking to people this morning, have you opened your presents, haven't you? And the excitement of rushing down and like the boy in the video, ripping open the paper. Hands up if you've opened presents this morning. Yep, quite a few hands, some grown-ups as well. Yep, it's so exciting, you rush... Maybe you don't know what you got. Who didn't know what they were going to get? Who didn't know? Yeah? A few? A few? 
Okay. Well, these shepherds, they knew and they still rushed. I've warned the neighbors that George got a bass guitar this morning. So uh, he rushed down to see that. (laughs) Yeah, that was the first thing to get opened. They rush off to Bethlehem. If you're an architect, there's been a few liberties, I think, with this picture of Bethlehem taken 2,000 years ago, but we'll pass by on that. They rushed to Bethlehem to find Jesus, and it was all just as they'd been told. And they're telling everyone the story. Look, we saw the angel, and then there was the singing in this choir of angels, and they just can't get enough of it. They're telling everybody, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't we? Tell the story. It's amazing. It's amazing. I can remember when George was born. Apologies, George is here. When he was born, Sue from my church, who was a nurse at that hospital, was walking through the courtyard. I opened the window from the third floor and said, it's a boy. (laughs) Because you're excited. You're so excited. These shepherds were so excited. Luke tells us all who heard what they said were amazed. Well, they would be, wouldn't they? God told those sketchy shepherds. I hope this morning you and I are still amazed at the story and realize that the message of a savior was good news, not just for the shepherds, but as the angel said, for all the people. That's you and me in December 2018. Jesus, born of the Savior, is good news because he came to restore. If you look back on Jesus' life as a grown-up, he was always fixing things. He fixed the blind so that they could see, the lame so that they could walk, the dumb so that they could speak. From one boy's packed lunch, he fed thousands of hungry people. With one sentence, he stilled a raging storm on the Lake Galilee. He even fixed it for dead people. Jairus' daughter, Lazarus, and the son of the widow of Nain among them. And finally, and most important of all, Jesus totally restored and mended our relationship with God when he bore our sins in his body on the cross. The problem that we couldn't fix, our sin, Jesus fixed for us. Now, I've got an Australian passport, but as many of you know, I've got a UK passport. I've been following Brexit quite closely. And you hear an awful lot about Brexit What a mess. What a mess. But the mission of Jesus coming to the earth was fix it. What a triumph. He fixed it. Jesus rebuilt the bridge to God. He gave us a way home to our Heavenly Father. I've got a little booklet here by Rico Tice called So This Is Christmas. And there are some in the foyer. If you want to pursue this further, says more than I could in a talk today, but uh, 
just says a bit more, you might want to give it to a friend who couldn't be here or, or whatever, or just for yourself. Do take one, they're available in the foyer at the end. Well, the impact for anyone who takes that way home to God that Jesus has made possible, the Savior and Restorer, is summed up in Paul's words in the New Testament. I love these. If anyone is in Christ, is in Jesus, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the broken, the failing, the damaged, and the new has come. What God has restored, what God has made possible through Jesus. Friends, the true story of the Savior Jesus born at Bethlehem is the best news in the world. There never has been better news and there never will be better news than God coming to earth in his son, Jesus. And so this Christmas day is a day to, is a day to give thanks and rejoice in the restorer, the savior. Happy Christmas. Amen.